Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver. Let's go, big fella. Salvador Crozier was head of a European legation with headquarters in a town a few miles south of the Mexican border. He was also master of his country's spy ring. One night in an adobe hut built near the legation building, he met in secret with two Americans... Army deserter Eddie Price and outlaw Roy Duran. Crozier reached the climax of his talk. And I am assured that when Garrison leaves the fort, he will have the information my country desires. He will take the stagecoach from Fort Tyrell to San Felice. And he will have on his person a dispatch pouch containing the information. Get it. All right. But when do we get our money? When you'll return here and give the papers to me. Right here immediately after you get possession of it. <coughs> I will leave word with the guards of the legation to notify me when you arrive. At Fort Tyrrell, New Mexico, John Garrison, veteran official of the United States War Department, 
received papers containing secret information from Colonel Johnson, ranking intelligence officer in the Southwest. Mr. Garrison, this report is comprehensive and ominous. It shows how truly weak we were, the West and Southwest. If an enemy were to decode that sheaf of papers you carry, they'd start invading within a month. We couldn't hold them off, I'm afraid. Don't worry, Colonel. No enemy will ever know what's in this packet. And once the War Department knows, our defenses will be strengthened. Mr. Garrison, are you sure you don't want me to send a soldier guard with you to San Police? No, the guard on the stagecoach will do. I would rather not have it look as though I'm an important passenger. You say the masked man is to meet you? Yes, at San Felice. The government made contact with him and asked him to guide me safely to Dodge City. I'll take the railroad there and have secret servicemen with me from Dodge to Washington. There was one other passenger in the stagecoach leaving the fort that night for San Felice seven hours' journey to the east. The passenger was a woman, wealthy Mrs. Wilna Kingston, wife of a rich mine owner. She introduced herself to John Garrison and pointed to the oblong leather case in her lap. Mr. Garrison, can you guess what I have in this case? Mm, offhand, I'd say jewels. You're right. That's just what they are. How did you know? Well, that's a jewel case, isn't it? Yes, You folks but... ready to get going? Go right ahead, driver. The guard put my luggage in the compartment ten minutes ago. I'm ready to leave, too. All right, then. The colonel, he's my husband's good friend, you know, said I should forward my jewels by Wells Fargo, but I refused. But why should I? Well, I think you should have, Mrs. Kingston, because... I... <laughs> what am I talking about? Uh, what were you saying, Mr. Garrison? Uh, nothing, nothing. Get up, get up there. Uh, we're starting. Get on, get The stagecoach passed through the gates of the fort a few minutes later and headed east for San Police. Get up! Get on there! Get on! At a point halfway to San Police, outlaws Eddie Price and Roy Duran, astride their horses, heard the noise of the approaching stagecoach. Remember, Roy... All we care about at first is getting the driver and the shotgun rider. They'll be perfect targets in this moonlight, so shoot them. The rest will be easy. Here it comes. You ready? Yeah, sure. Let's blast. Yeah, got the shotgun guard. There goes the driver. And there goes the coach turning over. Come on, let's go, Roy. I told you this would be easy. Get up, come on. Get up, come Yeah, that coach sure is smashed up. Come on. We have to pull those people out to get to Garrison. Only two of them, Eddie. No more. Don't don't kill me. Take my jewels, but don't kill me. Nobody's going to kill you, lady. This hombre Garrison's the one we want. Garrison, where's the package you got at the fort? One with the papers in it. Where is it? Don't, don't touch me. 
Keep away from me. Let's see if it's in his inside pocket or attached to his belt. No, no, don't shoot. Stop it. That's... Oh, uh, oh no. Hold you. Uh, let's see if it's... Uh, what's this? You have it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is it, Roy. No doubt about it. Light a match. Sure. Yeah. See what it says? United States War Department. And there's the wax seal. Oh, come on. Let's start from Mexico so we can deliver this and get our money. Wait a second. Are you crazy? Let's take this dame's jewels. Oh, no. Look at them hanging out of that case. Look at the one she's wearing. You want to take them all? Why not? They wear jewels in Mexico, don't they? They do, then they'll buy them, too. Hey, boy. All set, Roy? Yeah, let's get away from here. All right, come on. Get up, get up. Come on. Tonto had waited at the stagecoach station in San Felice, ready to meet John Garrison. When an hour passed and the coach failed to appear as scheduled, Tonto walked to the end of the street where the Lone Ranger waited in the shadows. You must have a stagecoach not come yet. Did you inquire why it's late? Ah. He ask agent. Him telegraph fort when stagecoach not come. Him just get answer from fort. It say stagecoach leave fort on time. Then it should be here by now. Uh-huh. Tonto, let's not wait any longer. Something's wrong. Easy, steady, big fella. Easy, fella. We'll ride out along the trail to see what's happened. Be ready, Kimosabe. All right, let's go. Come on, Silver. Three hours later, as they sped around the bend in the road, the Lone Ranger and Tonto came upon the scene of the holdup. Oh, 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 look. Coach turned over. There are people on the ground over there. Easy, steady, big fella. Tonto, take lanterns from the pack and light them. I'll get the medical kit. Yeah, me get them. As the Lone Ranger and Tonto approached the group, they saw that John Garrison and Wilna Kingston, who had revived, were attending the wounded driver and guard. Mrs. Kingston, when she turned and saw the masked man and Indian, gasped. Oh, they'll kill us. But John Garrison in the lantern's light saw the friends who were to have met him in San Felice. Uh, my friends, you've come. Quickly, he introduced the Lone Ranger and Tonto to Mrs. Kingston and explained. We revived, I'd say, about two hours ago. These men were badly wounded, it seemed. But we were able to stop the flow of blood and bandage them. Uh, uh, they seem to be coming around now, and perhaps their wounds are not as bad as we thought. The Lone Ranger, using medicine and surgical instruments, had the driver and guard walking on shaky legs within an hour. The driver was grateful. Thanks, all of you. You saved our lives. We'll be able to get you away from here, I think, if the horses aren't hurt too bad, and if the coach can run. While the driver and guard went to inspect the horses, still attached to the overturned coach, the Lone Ranger and Tonto bandaged the injuries of John Garrison and Wilna Kingston. In tones alternately desperate and despairing, Garrison told of the holdup. And just before I passed out completely, I heard them say they would go to Mexico at once and hand over the packet. They took my jewels, too. They're worth a fortune. You've already told us that, Mrs. Kingston. Correct. Uh, Mr. Garrison, how long ago would you say the holdup occurred? Uh, we've been here an hour. It's after two in the morning now. I am not sure. I'd say it was oh, somewhere between eight and nine o'clock last night. Mm, that mean crooks have... Over five hours start. 
Mexican border is about 50 miles from here. Oh, at that rate, they'll be in Mexico by tomorrow night. If their horses are up to it. Garrison, speaking tensely, told the Lone Ranger of the stolen paper's importance. He concluded, The persons in Mexico must certainly be foreign agents. If they get those papers, our country will be invaded. We can't risk that hazard. Then there's only one thing for us to do. Pato, uh, please bring the horses here. Uh, Are you... You're going after those men? Yes. Uh, Mr. Garrison, if the driver and guard find the horses able to carry you, go back to the fort and send word to the military camps along the border. I'll do that. Your horses, Kimasabi. Thanks, Toto. Easy, sir. Easy, sir. Easy, fella. We'll try to recover your jewels, Mrs. Kingston. Oh, please do. Ready, Toto? Uh-huh. Let's start then. Monsieur! The Lone Ranger and Toto rode all night. In the morning, they stopped to rest and feed their horses at a town on the main trail to Mexico. They inquired of the livery stable owner about the crooks. Yep. Two fellas did stop here around sunup. They were in a great hurry. Swapped horses, they did. You mean they have fresh horses now? Yep. Gave me theirs for $60. <laughs> Got a good bargain, they did. The nags I gave them were on their last legs. <laughs> I hope you're right. How long ago did they leave here? Oh, I'd say three hours ago. We picked up some time, Toto. Let's start again. The masked man and Indian follow the trail heading southward. Horses, ridden by Eddie Price and Roy Duran, were staggering from near exhaustion as the outlaws entered the small border town of Rio Vista late that day. Oh, 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 there. Boy, we got stuck with these nags. They can't run another mile. Mine can't move another step. We got to get fresh horses fast, Roy. The army finds out what we did last night, they'll send one of those telegrams to a border fort. We'll get to Mexico if we have to swim across the river. And we may have to, Eddie. Why? These horses are finished. We have no money to buy new ones. We're broke. Oh, no. Not while we have these jewels, we're not. I never thought of them. But who'd buy them in this town? No stable owner. Are you forgetting Flash Harmon? Say, that's right. He runs a cantina here, doesn't he? Right up the street on the corner. Come on, let's get there fast. Get him on. Get him on. Flash, we don't have money to buy the nags. If you give us cash for this ring and necklace, we'll get two horses and make it to Mexico before the law catches up with us. Yeah, let's see that ring. Yeah. It's a beauty. Got a woman's setting, but I could wear it on my little finger. Hey, let me try it. Well, it doesn't look bad, does it? Now it looks great. Well, I'll tell you what. Give me this ring, the necklace... And those diamond earrings. Oh, now, look here, Flash. Do you want horses? All right. Yeah. Here are the earrings. Yeah, good. Come on over to the livery stable with me, and I'll have Manuel pick out a good pair of horses for you and keep this jewelry in payment. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto entered Rio Vista by a back trail. Uh, Tonto, I'll remain here among these trees. I can't very well go into town wearing this mask. Me ask about crooks, Kimasabi? Yes. They haven't been as cagey as I thought they might. We've been on their trail all the way. Me ask if them pass through here? Yes, and try the livery stable first. Their horses would need attention by now. Ah, Kimasabi. Me get back pronto. Otto returned within 15 minutes. Kimasabi, them get fresh horses at stable here. Mexican hombre who owns stable tell me. Them come with cantina owner named Flash Harmon. I know who he is. One of the border's slimiest characters. A stableman not like Flash Harmon. Him tell me all him here. Well, what did he hear? Crooks and Flash talk. And them talk about jewels crooks give to Flash. So he's taking the loot off their hands, has he? Sound that way, Kimasabi. We go get jewels from him? No. The packet is more important than all the jewels in the world. How long ago did Eddie and Roy leave town? A stable man say not long, maybe half hour. Good. If Silver and Scout can stand the pace a few hours longer, perhaps we'll get those men before they get rid of the packet. Uh, one thing make it easy for us, Kimasabi. Oh, what's that, Toto? Horses crooks by wear new shoes. Me see hoof prints that lead from stable. And stable men tell me them belong to horses crooks ride. Good. Let's get started again, then. You return to the stable on scout and follow the hoof prints. I'll continue around the town and meet you near the river. Minutes later, when the Lone Ranger reached the shore of the Rio Grande, he saw Tonto waiting near the water's edge, beckoning to him. Come on, Silver. He joined his Indian companion, who pointed to the ground, marked vividly by the impression of horseshoes. You see? Hoofprints go into water here. This way, then cross. Well, let's go after them. Come on, Tulu. Get them up, scout. the grounds a few miles south of the border, where the foreign diplomat Salvador Crozier lived in his nation's legation headquarters. The grounds were surrounded by a high wrought iron fence, and a hulking man stood guard in front of the gate entrance. The outlaws gave him their names. Oh, yes, yes. The master warned you might come. You stay here, senores, and I shall get word to him that you have arrived, and I shall return and escort you to the meeting place. Moments later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, riding the greatest and strongest horses in all the West, came in sight of the legation building. Out of quick. Go behind these bushes before we're seen. Come, Scout. Come, come forward. Who's over? Oh, Scout. Oh, oh. 
Them not see us, Kimasabi. Well, I hope not. Tonto, I think we reached the end of our trail. Ah, men with horses, front of gate. Must be crooks we chase. Undoubtedly. We can't waste time, but first we must... Tonto, we're moving away from there. Ah, men who walk, go with them. We'll watch for a moment and see where they go. and Tonto watched the guard lead Eddie Price and Roy Duran away from the estate, across an open field, and then into a grove of trees. Tonto, let's give them a little more time and then ride for that grove. Ready? Yeah. Come on, Silver. Come on, Outside Dobie Hut. The way it's hidden among the trees, it looks like a hideout. Ah, they must be inside. Easy, steady, big fella. Easy, scout, easy, fella. We'll leave our horses here, Tonto, and we'll make our way there on foot through those heavy bushes without being seen. Inside the Adobe Hut, Eddie Price and Roy Duran waited for Salvador Crozier. After a quarter-hour interval, the diplomat appeared. Ah, so you have come. Now tell me quickly. You have what I wanted? Yeah, yeah, it's here in this pouch. Oh. You got what we want, the money for getting this thing. Don't talk about money now. First, I must see what is inside this packet. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. We have some jewels, too, we'd like now to sell. Now, let me see. Ah, uh, now. Cord. Oh. Well, of course, it would be in cord, of course. Cold or not, it's the only package Garrison carried. The stuff you want, all right. Give us the money so we can get. What about the jewels, Eddie? Flash gave us a bad price for the ones he has. Maybe Crozier will give us... Wait, I am not interested in jewels, only in his plans. I shall take them out of the house and have my code experts examine them. I wouldn't well have Who are you? The masked man. Shoot right. I'm a hand. My arm is broken. Stand right where you are, the four of you. Me get guns, Kimasabi. Me take them here. I do not understand this. I do. That's why I'll shoot you if you move another inch. Well, you cannot do a thing like this. You can't. Hello, watch out. Uh The guard had leaped suddenly, about to grab Tonto's gun hand. Tonto's foot tripped the guard, and as the man fell, Tonto's gun crashed under his skull. You want some? No. Get over there with those two rattlers who are working for you and your country. What are you going to do to us? Tonto, bandage and tie up those two traitors. Okay, Kimasabi. I asked you, what are you going to do to us? Unfortunately, there is nothing I can do to you. You're evidently a diplomat. I am Salvadori Crozier of the great country. Save it, save it. I know that when my government gets the information about you, you'll not represent your country in Mexico or any other nation on the globe. No? Perhaps I'm wrong, because yours is undoubtedly a nation without honor. But I'm not wrong in saying these two be tried as traitors. Mister, you can't turn us over the army. I'm a deserter, I'll hang. If that's the law, then it's what you deserve. Look, take those jewels and let us go. You keep still. Not move. I'll take the jewels, all right. And I'll see that the authorities recover those your pal Flash Harmon got from you. You know about those? Yes. You said a lot before we entered here. We heard you. Salvador Crozier and the guard were gagged, bound, and left on the floor of the adobe hut. I hope it's hours before your friends at the house start to look for you two. Save your breath. I don't think you'll have anyone try to follow us, even if you are rescued. We're too near the border for them to catch us. 
Masabi. Me got crooks on horses. Good. Now, you two ride in front of us. And don't try any tricks. We'll shoot you again if you do, but this time we'll lower our aim. Don't worry, we'll do as you say. Then move. Get him, get him. Come on, Sue. Get him up, scout. We make it safe, Kimasabi. Air American chore ahead. Yes, Tonto, and I see American soldiers waiting there. Border troops had received telegraphed word from the fort near San Felice. When the Lone Ranger and Tonto turned over Eddie Price and Roy Duran to the Major in charge, little explanation was necessary. The Major said, I'm aware of the circumstances, and I know what a wonderful thing you've done for your country. It's something the Army couldn't have done, I assure you. Only because diplomatic reasons wouldn't permit your going into Mexico. Whatever the reasons, it's something only you could do, and did. Major, you'll see that the jewels are returned to Mrs. Kingston? I'll do that. And we'll guard these papers you return until they're delivered in Washington. The jewels will be returned, too. I'm glad. The sheriff has arrested Flash Harmon for dealing in stolen property. Roy Duran has also given us the name of another traitor, a man who advised Crozier that John Garrison would carry the defense plans. Then you know all there is to know. You'll not need Toto and me now, so we'll go. Come, Toto. Monster! Monster! Major. Yes, Captain? I heard all that was said just now, and I marvel. Who is that remarkable man? After today, I'd say he's the man who saved the West, and perhaps the country. But you'll know better who he is when I tell you he's the Lone Ranger. is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, 
directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. (laughs) 